0: Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Today we're happy to welcome Birdie onto the show. So welcome Birdie. How are you today? Thank
1: you. Thanks so much. I'm really well, thanks. How yeah.
0: are you? Oh, I'm great, thank you. Yeah, lovely, um, dreary day for anyone in the UK, as you well know.
1: <laughs> yeah, very dreary day.
0: <laughs> Where are you today? Are you in the studio, I heard.
1: I am, yeah. I'm just um yeah, in West London in a nice little studio, just doing um been doing a few interviews today and then just a little bit of recording as well it's been good okay lovely lovely
0: and um mm-hmm. so in general just how have you been over the last year what have you been up to to kind of keep busy because everything's been so crazy obviously hasn't it with um music plans or any plans whatsoever did you have to um yeah you know change anything or push anything back or did it give you more time to kind of work on the album
1: that's been really strange yeah but I'm um, well I kind of worked all the way through it because um I sort of finished the record literally just before the pandemic happened and um so I, we kind of finished everything but then it sort of gave us time to reflect which was quite good in a way to have a bit of time to to just listen to it all and I ended up redoing a few bits and I like had to make like a little makeshift studio in like a cupboard in my grandpa's cottage where I was staying um <laughs> So it was, it was quite interesting. It was, yeah, it was good. I like it that. You've definitely
0: been inventive then doing yeah, that in kind the of little busy. cupboard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it, it didn't sound the best, but we kind of made do. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And um, what about, I mean, I guess anything other than music, there were all these crazes, which now seem like a distant memory. Did you do the banana bread? Have you been binge watching, what was it, Tiger King? Everyone was watching that last year. What have you been up to?
1: no I didn't I didn't do any of those I think I watched a little bit of the Tiger King but I didn't get obsessed (laughs) like lots of people watching it um but no I've just been like I've been really lucky because I've kind of just stayed at my like where I grew up in the new forest um um and so like we've been been able to be outside and that's been really nice and so I've just been doing like really long walks and like swimming in the summer because we live by lots of lakes and uh and doing a lot of painting and things like that so it's been yeah it's been quite nice to be at home actually
0: yeah I'll bet it sounds idyllic to be honest it sounds beautiful really
1: lucky yeah
0: (laughs) I saw as well you've been doing I guess kind of inventive ways to um you know stay connected with fans I saw that you sent your fans last year or some of your fans should I say um 87 piano keys I'm guessing you got one each they didn't all get 87 um to to your fans around the world with a a lyric line on it so that's a cool idea what happened with that
1: um yeah I thought it'd be nice because obviously I hadn't put anything out for like a whole like I think it's been like five years since the last record um And so I just thought for the first song, it would be really nice to like kind of build suspense and like just to get everyone involved and kind of just piece the first song together. So, yeah, we sent them out and then uh, it was just really nice is watching everyone posting them online and like different lyrics and everyone trying to like work out which way around they went. And yeah, it was really nice. That's
0: cool. That's quite a clever way to get, um, you know, people fired up for stuff when it's just kind of hard to be yeah. enthusiastic about anything at the moment. So I think that's lovely. Was that for um, surrender then?
1: Yeah, that was for surrender, the first song. So yeah, it was yeah, it was really nice. That's a great idea. And
0: um, everyone is, of, of course, pretty familiar with your incredible story, so I won't dwell on it. But um, just to remind any uh listeners when this pod goes out a uh, podcast goes out you were discovered mm-hmm. when you're only 12 and of course your debut single skinny love charted all across europe platinum certifications you know and then your mm-hmm. debut album followed and you know the rest is history so i was just yeah. curious um looking back on that time now even though you're still very young obviously but um when you mm-hmm. reflect on that part of your life and the way skinny love just caught on do, is it surreal for you now to look back at that
1: yeah it is it is uh is quite strange it feels like another life almost because it kind of like there was so much stuff that I did and it was all kind of packed into like six or seven years and then I've been away for five like five years and yeah it's just so weird thinking for the things I did and I think at that time like so I was so young I kind of didn't really like know what was happening a lot of the time um I kind of just you know It was just really exciting and I was like touring and uh you know hearing the songs on the radio for the first time was just it's quite strange it's kind of hard to believe it was happening I think it's only now that I can kind of really take it in properly
0: yeah it's mad if you think about it because I suppose well most people your age would have just been you know getting the bus to school and those were their concerns And you had very different sort of uh topics to deal with didn't you
1: yeah well I get I was at school at the same time for most of it <laughs> at the beginning.
0: Oh you didn't leave uh, school Sorry, I don't know why I thought um maybe you yeah. um did not homeschooling but you know when um people sort of learn on the road or something when they're really
1: young. <laughs> no I didn't I had I, I kept going to school and then uh until I was 16 and then I went to college for like a year but and then I was making the second album at that point and then I decided to leave at that point but um. But yeah it, was, yeah, it was weird being at school at the same time, kind of just, you know, everyone being really excited about it and kind of the buzz at school. It was kind of weird.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. So if you were at school, that must have perhaps been even more bizarre because everyone else would have probably been hearing your song on the radio and you're just, you know, it's just a little old me at school as normal, just yeah. a bizarre juxtaposition there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. Well, it's sort of like we all kind of – it was like it was happening to all of us in a way because, you know, it's just like – what we talk about you know it was so exciting um yeah it was quite strange it was a strange time yeah
0: it sounds like you went to a much nicer school than me uh you sounds like you were in a very nice supportive environment there <laughs> <laughs> that's great um and um, obviously you've famously covered a number of songs that have really transformed them into these sort of ethereal versions like you know the a-team shelter young blood people help the people um that's just a few obviously so um what, what do you think, um, you know, are covers on your albums a thing of the past now for you or a bit of a different chapter of your life?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely wouldn't like, uh, I still enjoy doing covers, but um, I think because I've always been a writer, like I started writing when I was about seven and it's always been one of my favourite things. So I think that first album was like a really good way for me to you know, still be at school and Uh, well I'd put skinny love out and it suddenly got all this attention and so we were trying to follow up with this album quite soon after and it was quite a lot for me being that age to you know come up with a a whole album of songs that were my own and so it just gave time for me to, to develop that skill and um also to just learn some things by doing the covers as well and um so I, I don't know I still like doing them but I think it's been so important to me since that to almost kind of prove myself in a little way to you know to put my own stuff out there so yeah
0: yeah absolutely and especially if you frame it in the context of like you said you were at school you were literally a child still or a teenager you know you've got GCSEs to do you can't be writing a whole album right so yeah <laughs> I'll give you a break i will give you a break <laughs> You're Doing a lot more than I was at that age, that's for sure. Um, uh, do you have a particular favorite of your covers? I'm curious.
1: Oh, uh, God, I haven't really thought about them like that first album, it's quite nice going back to them. But I do, I really enjoyed playing, um, I loved playing the feet, uh, feet foxes song White Wind Hymnal, and I loved uh, the James Taylor one. I think those were two of my favorites on that record. Okay, fair
0: enough. We're all allowed our favorites. Um, <laughs> And um, of course, recently, the reason we're talking, so you have announced uh, your fourth studio album, Young Heart, will be released on April 30th, which is obviously very exciting. So um, (laughs) you said this earlier briefly, it's your first album in five years, which to some might feel like a bit of a long break, but um, I'm not sure if there is an average, to be honest. But it gave you the time to kind of experience the world, you know, live a bit, Mm -hmm. find out who you really are. Um, So it sounds like this did wonders for you, you know, sort of mentally and with regards to songwriting. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I think it, I mean, it it hasn't been an easy album to make, but it's definitely my favourite. And, um, but it has, I mean, like emotionally it was quite hard because it is a heartbreak album. So at the beginning of writing it, I was in a relationship that ended. And so the whole album is sort of about being at that crossroads and, still loving this person but feeling sort of compelled to to leave and to be on my own uh, and just to sort of learn who I was a bit and so a lot of it is like that conflict and um, and, and yeah it, it, so it, it was a harder album to write but it but it's definitely more personal and sort of means a lot more to me I think than anything I've done before.
0: Mm, and seeing as it's from such a personal experience of yours, you know, heartbreak and all of that, did it was it difficult yeah. for you to kind of put that into into songs and a whole album? Because it feels like that's quite a vulnerable thing to do.
1: Yeah, it was it was really difficult, and I think like at the very beginning, like I had really bad writer's block at the beginning, um, which is yeah why it sort of ended up taking so long. Is because I think I just wasn't ready to write about it for for a long time and especially like I find it very hard to write when I'm sort of in the middle you know in the moment of that feeling and I need a bit of time for it to settle and for my head to be clear and to kind of almost just look back on how I was feeling um and so yeah that that's kind of why it it took a bit longer I think and and yeah it has been difficult it's hard to write about those things but it sort of makes it more important I think and um those are always the songs that I love the most you know when I'm listening to an artist the ones that you can really feel that they're honest or you know that they really mean it
0: yeah when they've actually lived it and you can kind of tell can't you when they perform it and when you hear it so I think I agree with you there I think that's that's nice yeah. and um so I know you traveled to Nashville home of course to the greatest heartache songs ever written and um you know you visited yeah. LA and you drew from classic artists like Joni Mitchell and Nick Drake yeah. so it sounds like the perfect way to seek uh, you know seek a bit of inspiration there so how did your surroundings and you know collaborators there inspire the songs and the sound of the new album?
1: Well I think um well, actually, at the beginning of the record, I really was inspired by Etta James and Nina Simone.
0: Oh yeah.
1: So it's, that's, it's got a little bit of that kind of soul feeling um, on songs like "Young Heart." That was like the first one I wrote for the album. And um, but then, yeah, then later I was really inspired by Joni Mitchell and Nick Drake, and uh, so it made sense to like first go to LA because it sort of got this had this Laurel Canyon feel to it. And um, so I did a bit of writing there and. I wrote Evergreen there and then and then ended up going to Nashville because I just on this record I really wanted it to be like proper stories. And uh I think probably from listening to Joni Mitchell and how conversational her lyrics are, um, I was really inspired by that. So Nashville seemed like, you know, everyone there like tells really beautiful country stories and you know, they play every instrument and like to such a high standard you know anyone you meet can literally play any instrument and it's just amazing everyone records everyone's a producer and uh i met ian fitchek and daniel tashin who ended up producing the record and uh we just had such a great week together writing song we wrote surrender and uh voyager and, and river song on the record mm, and what um, an
0: incredible environment to kind of be in to you know get the creative juices flowing sounds amazing really um am I right in saying that you uh recently discovered Joni Mitchell's um album Blue
1: yeah I mean well I'd always heard it like I'd grown up with it but I didn't I just didn't really appreciate it I think until like just uh, I guess it would be about six years ago now that's when I first like really listened to it and maybe it was just being like a bit heartbroken and uh it really hit me then I don't know but yeah I don't know I just it it just hadn't hadn't hit me yet until then. That's
0: fair enough sometimes music reaches us at the right time I think when we're ready to hear it and it obviously was for you. Yeah (laughs) and And um, so um, Young Heart um, is quite the departure from your last album um, which is a bit more like a sort of fairy tale whereas this is more of a gritty realistic kind of portrait of an artist in pain now that you've you know shared with me you know it's sort of about a bit of heartbreak and you know yeah. leaving someone behind I can totally see why so um was this um a conscious choice you made to go in this direction or more just of a natural result of how you were feeling or you know the things you were experiencing at the time
1: uh, I think it was like a bit of both and um I think a lot of it was because I think because the last record was so dramatic and quite theatrical and sort of like ethereal and it's kind of the complete opposite of this record so um, I just got the feeling like after touring it that Beautiful Eyes for for a while I started to feel like it was a performance and I didn't want to feel that on this record I just wanted it to be really real and um, so that was like really I think it's why it feels quite different it's like very gentle in comparison because it is sort of how I would just play if no one was listening and how when I'm writing a song. It is very inwards and it's very like, you know, it's quite quiet and I'm like kind of playing right off against the keys. And um, I just wanted to capture that. I didn't want it to feel like, I'm you know, I'm doing a, a big performance for the microphones that, you know, like I didn't want it to, anyone to be aware of that.
0: It mm, feels yeah. more um, intimate, I suppose, in a way, because of what the things you're kind of yeah. singing
1: about, I guess. Yeah, exactly, yeah, I think that too. Mm. And,
0: um, yeah, you've mentioned that as well. So, yeah, your last album was a lot more theatrical, a lot more going on, a big production, and this one's more stripped back. Um, yeah. And you've said anything that didn't need to be there isn't. So um, have you, do you think you've become more sure of yourself in terms of what you want included on an album now or the direction you see a project going in?
1: Um. Yeah, I think I've definitely had to be a lot stronger with this record and just because it was, it is quite different from anything I've really done before. Um, and so before before we heard what it was going to sound like at the end, it was kind of quite hard to tell where it was going to go. And uh, so I, had, I did have to be quite strong in, in believing in that vision and kind of having an end in sight and what that was going to be like. So it has taught me to kind of just stay true to that and to, you know, to listen to your gut. Um, Because I think it is easy. There's, you know, always going to be opinions and everyone's going to think different things when you're in those early stages.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And um, obviously, uh, as everyone does, but you've clearly grown up a lot over the past um, short five years and um, experienced new things, um, as we all do. Um, Mm. So it sort of seems to have um, shaped your sort of artistic direction I'm just wondering was it kind of um I don't know if scary is the right word but you know revealing that side of yourself and to embrace this new certainty
1: um yeah it is because um I think yeah this record it, it is very raw and it is definitely me and it's sort of like <laughs> bearing my soul a bit to everyone and so that is quite scary although it's quite nice to feel like I've been very true to myself it's also very scary because I'm I'm not really hiding behind anything um and so people who judge us you know I feel like it's me that's being judged and that's uh it's quite scary but I'm also like at the same time I feel more comfortable than ever because I'm I'm really happy with with what I made and um I've never really had that before like completely you know I've always kind of thought in the past well I'm not sure if I should have done that song or you know, or or done it in this way or whatever but this one I just feel kind of at peace with it which is really nice
0: yeah and um you've said as well that young heart is your favorite album so far but it's also yeah. been the most um emotionally challenging of yours um to do so far as well every part of your soul has gone into making it um so what what was it that made this one so emotionally challenging and um why is it your favorite album so far
1: um I think just because it, it's from a very um, a very real place and the songs are things that i experienced and that was quite an emotional time that i was sort of documenting and uh it is you know it is about a relationship that i was in and and so that you know that is very personal um and it was quite hard you know at the beginning of making the album i had quite bad writer's block i think because i was still a bit heartbroken and i just wasn't really ready to to write about the uh, write the songs yet and finish them, and um, so by the time I sort of did finish them, it was quite hard to then record them and let them go and let them. You know, I'd just been holding on to them for so long in the stories, and so yeah, it was just it was quite. Um, you know, it's my favorite because it is the most true to who I am. I think, but yeah, it's definitely the hardest one. Mm. And, um, of course, you had Surrender Out
0: first and um, the new one is Loneliness. Um, so I think when you hear the lyrics to that, it feels, again, as you've said, and is very obvious as well, especially now from speaking to you, it feels very personal, that one. Almost like I'm reading your diary. Do you know what I mean? That's what I felt when I was listening to that one.
1: On, on loneliness? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one's sort of about, like, um, I mean, I spent a lot of time like over the years obviously traveling and and I end up in sort of strange cities by myself and so I've got used to being quite like solitary and I almost kind of quite enjoy it now (laughs) that feeling of being a bit lost in a big city and Mm. it's kind of a little bit about that and and um I also always saw it as like two characters and like the loneliness is kind of this mischievous character that's leading the other one, I guess, me astray. And um, so it's more of like, it is like a love song, but to loneliness rather than, you know, the song kind of talks about leaving someone. But it's not, I think it's not really so much about that. It's more about the, the love between me and loneliness. <laughs> <Okay>. Which <laughs> is a sense. strange thing
0: to say, I suppose, but I was actually going to ask you, yeah, this um, love song to loneliness. It's I was going to say, do you think on some level there's a certain almost familiarity with that feeling of loneliness for you as you've said you're used to spending you know probably on tour and hotel rooms yeah. and all sorts um a lot of time on your own
1: yeah I think that's that's probably accurate <laughs> I think I do like yeah there is some kind of comfort in it sometimes um because it's kind of like routine you know like I'm so used to like going away and staying in you know strange hotels and like just kind of having to explore these places by myself and um i quite like that feeling sometimes of just you know i almost feel compelled sometimes to to leave and to uh and to put myself in those situations Mm.
0: And I saw as well you did um so the video anyone listening should definitely go and check it out is stunning. Um it's in reverse, so you had to learn yeah. and perform the song backwards. So how did you even start to um to do that? That must have been very bizarre to mime along to that backwards.
1: Yeah, oh my god, it was really hard. It was literally, it was like learning a new language. Um it was really hard, but uh, it was so much fun doing it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we kind of just had this idea of it being backwards, but like very subtle. So you almost can't tell that it's backwards. Just every now and again, you sort of just see a little glimpse of something that's a bit weird or, you know, that like my hair behaves in a strange way or like, you know, you kind of don't notice, but it's just very subtle.
0: Yeah, it's definitely cool um, and really well done. So yeah, that must have been fun. Um, So I've been lucky enough to hear a preview of the album. So no spoilers, obviously. Um, But I know the track list is obviously out there for everyone to see. So, But I immediately loved um, Secondhand News. I I don't know why, when I was listening to it, it felt, even though it's your story, obviously, bizarrely, it felt really nostalgic to me and like your (laughs) true feelings are quite exposed. I don't know, maybe I'm way off. But um, can you talk a bit about the um, inspiration behind that song?
1: Yeah. Um, no, I'm glad you like that one. That's that was one of my favorites and it's kind of um I had the piano for it for ages and I'd sort of like because the chorus is kind of it's quite big sounding, like when I'm singing out in the chorus, but for ages I'd sort of sing it and I'd brought it to a few different people because I just couldn't finish it. And um I think it had always been quite soft how I was singing it, so it didn't quite come across and then I took it to um my friend Johnny who Uh, we ended up finishing it together and it was just really emotional we actually ended up using the tape from the demo when we did it um but yeah it's sort of it's sort of about that time when you you like after a breakup and you meet someone new and it's kind of not quite the same as what you've had before and and it's a bit unsure and a bit you know it's kind of uh I think it's sort of about that but yeah it's it to me it's like got quite a raw performance that one because it's from the demo mm,
0: oh well, that's interesting that you see the demo one as well um and yeah like you said it builds to a really big chorus it feels like um a future single or you know a fan favorite or something i mean c- can't you just picture the sing-along when you can perform live again to that one?
1: <laughs> oh my god i mean i can't i hope i'm gonna get to perform it i'm like uh you will yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that one will be incredible um another one that really stood out to me is um deepest lonely and again no spoilers um it immediately sounds different to me from the rest um maybe the rest Mm -hmm. of the tracks uh you know starts with these sort of claps and layered vocals and um you know some of the lyrics that you sing i'm not gonna say them because i don't want to ruin anything but um feels like this again like that familiar sense of being comfortable with being alone again is that right to say about this one
1: yeah I think yeah I think that's probably true it's sort of a sister song to loneliness and um yeah it's sort of a it's a similar theme and uh I write it I wrote it kind of more about also that time uh I like to stay up a lot and I'm quite like a night out and I'll often just be up till like four in the morning and I just quite like that time when everyone's asleep and it's just quiet and it kind of feels like there's a bit of magic about and um so yeah, it's sort of about that witching hour and uh just being up by myself and kind of, you know, escaping from everyone. Uh, which yeah, I sort of love that time of the night. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's quite well All reflected morning, then in the song, which everyone will hear when the album's out, of course. Um, and um Voyager, that one's great as well. That one feels really um sort of charming and light to me and it sort of conjures up these images of don't know summer nights with the bird song and everything but a little little tinge of sadness and acceptance of change so um what, what about this one what was the inspiration behind this track
1: well voyage is the one of the ones i wrote with ian and daniel in nashville okay. um yeah and it's sort of about that thing of like i mean it's it's similar to young heart which is the title track of the album and that's the song that i Wrote first for the record, and to me that sort of sums up uh, the overall sort of feeling and and uh, theme, and and that's just about like sort of growing and changing and, and knowing that you have to leave someone. And uh lone, um, sorry, Voyager is similar to that, but it's sort of about that time just before it's happened when you kind of know it's going to happen, mm. and you know, you, but you can't tell the person yet, and it's just like that horrible place and. But feeling kind of compelled to leave, and uh, but yeah, it's it's nice that one. It's like uh, it, is, it does feel quite light to think because it's on the guitar. It's like one of the more guitar-led ones, which which I enjoyed on this record. Mm,
0: yeah, absolutely, and it definitely that feeling really does come across as well. Do you have a personal favourite on the album? Now that maybe that's a bit unfair asking you to pick that.
1: <laughs> I think. I mean. I think maybe it is Young Heart because it's always felt it's like it's the core of the record to me because it's the first one I wrote. and uh, But I also really love Evergreen because it's sort of like that one's very nostalgic to me. It's sort of like it's sort of about a time way before and it's just like a memory. So it, it kind of takes you out of the rest of the album for a second, which I really like. It's a bit more joyful. Mm um so yeah I really love that one okay cool and uh, I guess lastly then do you
0: think um has this album changed the way you either write or um create music do you think
1: yeah I think it has I think just writing on the guitar has really changed um how I normally do things and um you know it's quite hard to write anything that's not sad on the piano (laughs) so (laughs) I mean although this record is still sad it's not as heavy I think as what I've done before it's got a lot of it's a much lighter feeling um and also just lyrically I think it's like it's a lot more conversational which you know is because I was so inspired by Joni Mitchell and um yeah it sort of changed the way I wrote lyrically a lot um yeah
0: amazing well you must be so excited for it to come out then
1: yeah I can't wait I mean it's been so long now I'm just like kind of desperate for it to come out
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I can't wait for everyone else to hear it then but I guess we'll have to wait till April so um just want to say thank you so much for um for talking to me today it's been such a pleasure to speak to you Birdie
1: you too thank you so much for having me it's oh famous.
0: you're so welcome anytime um have a great day and um yeah hopefully talk to you again today or maybe even see you in a live concert wouldn't that be novel God, yeah i hope so <laughs> me too Thanks. all right thank you
1: headliner radio supporting the creative community